rocksection86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. folks welcome to another episode of the song inside and out the podcast that interviews artists about specific songs of theirs tells the 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 guts of the song and we always talk about some other stuff too um our guest for this evening i I, i've been playing uh this artist for a few years now and this is the first time i've ever been had the chance to interview him let's welcome to the show michael rank how's it going Good man, thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I was uh, thinking about it today, and I, I mean, we've been in communication, and we've been playing your songs on IBWIP for at least four or five years. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been pumping out the product. <laughs> so I appreciate it. No, that's finally. It's good to finally get you uh, on, on an interview show. And what we're doing is we're going to talk about your. You have a brand new album coming out called Horsehair. Uh, it, yeah. it released on September twenty second. And uh, let's just talk about let's talk about Michael Rank a little bit. All right, first. all right. So, uh, when did you uh, start getting into music, playing music? Oh man, um, you know, probably when I when I you know in in mid seventies when I saw the first Kiss album cover at the you know department store. Um, it's probably Kiss's fault. <laughs> <laughs> And I know I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in that. Right. Uh, yeah, for a long time. I mean, I did all the normal as a kid stuff, you know, having to take piano lessons or whatever. Um, but the first instrument that I, that I started playing, because, you know, I really wanted to play was drums. Okay. Um, and that was about the same time, you know, I discovered Dr. Love by Kiss. So it was all about the cowbell and, and uh, you know, I've been going ever since. Um, I got tired of lugging the drums around, so I moved on to, you know, guitar and singing. Um, but yeah, I've been doing it for a while now. I had a, I had a, right out of high school, um, I had a rock band called Snatches of Pink that uh, got to open for, you know, all sorts of cool folks. Got to open for Iggy Pop and the Ramones and the Cramps and Johnny Thunders. Wow. So was that know, like a... Steppenwolf, Steppen Soundgarden, all sorts of crazy shit. So um, was that, uh, was Snatches of Pink, was that like a punk band or was it a rock band? You know, it depends. It depends, you know, your definition of punk. It was just a loud rock and roll band to me uh, with, you know, emphasis on... on more more attitude than than ability, um, but you know a lot of my <laughs> I sort of describes most of my favorite rock bands. Um, but yeah, we we you know had a we had a run for a couple of you know got to be on MTV a little bit, um, and then I guess that took up a good close to a couple of decades of my life. Wow. Um, and uh, then sort of um, you know self destructed. Sure. As, as they as they tend to do. So when did you take over and and, and go into a, a solo career? Um. Well, I, when pretty much when I when I found I was going to become a father, um, I stopped wanting to. You know, I didn't want to get in the van anymore because I didn't want to miss any of of you know. Sure. Being a dad and 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 you know having a front row seat to that. Um. And after, you know, the 20 or however many years with Snatches of Pink, I just was kind of, I just kind of kind of hit my wall. Um, so I really just stopped playing. I stopped playing out. Um, 
I would, you know, play around the house. I went through this period where when the baby was born where I, I would just, I would like do songs like Cat Scratch Fever or something like that just as slow as I possibly could. <laughs> so you, you became a father. You, you, you gave up the, the touring life uh, of, of a rock star. And, um, you know... <laughs> And so that's a, that's, a, that's a kind spin. I, I gave up the touring life, right. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so you know, becoming a father. Uh, how did becoming a father change you musically, in both your style and in your writing? Well, I think I think what changed me musically is when is when my son's mom split. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't so much my son being born. It's it's when his his, his mother, um, you know, left the relationship. Um, and that's really when I started, uh, you know, writing nonstop again. Um, so that happened about when he was uh, four years old. Um, and, you know, she, she, I should say, she, you know, split on me and, you know, not on my son. Sure, sure. Um, and she left one morning, and that night I started writing again, you know, not, not Ted Nugent songs. <laughs> um, that had already been written. And, uh, you know, I guess I put out five. This will be my fifth album in, in, I don't know, three years or so. So, yeah, um, and, and I was going to mention that is, you know, you're, you're producing music at a, at a fast pace. Is it just because there's so many, so many songs that are, you know, that are coming to you that, you know, you're, you're, you're just having a, a splurge of songwriting and inspiration? Yeah. Yeah, that and you know, back back in the day when I was with the rock band, you know, we we had like, you know, the traditional record labels and 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 you know that whole we were in that system. Um, but you know, as you know, the music industry's changed sure. so much now with with you know, the, you know, the internet and iTunes and Bandcamp and CD Baby, and it's it's so much easier to get your stuff out there. Um, so, you know, I, I, I put out my own stuff, so there's no, you know what I mean? I, I don't have to get on a record label schedule or, or discuss which songs they want on an album. Right. You know, I'm just kind of doing it when I want to do it. Um, and, you know, and, and fortunately people, you know, they, they've, they've gone pretty well. Awesome. Um, you know, I keep waiting for the review of, you know, dude needs to stop putting that album. <laughs> <laughs> dude needs to take a break. And, you know. Thankfully, so far we, we haven't hit that. We haven't hit the, the threshold yet. Sure. So um, you know, as a songwriter, um, what do you find the most difficulty in when when writing songs? I mean, obviously, you know, as much as you've you've written, you know, in the past few years, but what what do you struggle with most as a songwriter? Well, the main, you know, a couple things that you know, you know, I, I sit down and play the guitar every day, but but you know, as cliche as it sounds, you know, you're kind of just waiting you know, for, to receive the song. Like, you know, I could write a song right now, but it, it probably would be a shitty song, you know? <laughs> um, you know, I've got lots of songs that that, that don't ever see the light of day. Um, so I think the, the challenging thing is to, to have a song that, you know, that I really dig. Sure. Um, and, you know, and want to get excited about. Um, you know, the best songs... You know, it's funny. It works one of two ways. Like one, like a lot of times, I'll have like a chorus that I really love, or I'll have a verse that I really love, and you know, you just kind of carry that around, waiting for you know the other part of it. Right. Um, and and I have you know I've written great songs that way, but but my favorite songs are the ones that just 
you know, within five minutes, they just, they're all there. You know, you have your whole song writes itself. You know, I always have, I always play with a little boombox right next to me, a cassette, you know, cassette player so I can record everything I'm doing. Um, but the best songs are the ones that just, that just appear. Um, and those are the kind of ones you, you wait around for. And hopefully, you know, you get enough of those to, to fill up an album. Sure. Um, and then, and then the other challenging thing is, you know, when you write the really cool song and then you realize, oh, shit, <laughs> you know, that's the Neil Young song right. that's on the radio, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, you know, rock and roll is very, uh, you know, it's it's very, you know, repetitive. We're all playing the same few chords. Um, but, you know, you, you try not to uh, be too blatant about your, your, your theft. Sure. <laughs> Well, the the song we chose for uh, off the new album to talk about again the the album is called Horsehair. Uh, the the song that we kind of talked about doing was um, Husk. Can you kind of tell us about how that song was born? Yeah, well, the cool thing about Husk, you know, more than more than you know the words or, or the the content was, I really wanted to have a like I don't know. Did you ever see that movie Dazed and Confused? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, like when I grew up in New York in, in New York State. And like that kid, you know, in the seventies, and that kid was me, and all those older kids who were partying, you know, at the water tower. Like that was my older sister and all her friends. So I really grew up, like you know, here in Zeppelin's houses of the Holy, coming through a bedroom door, you know, or whatever. Jethro Tull, Aqualung. Um, but I also was hearing a lot of, you know, Cat Stevens and, you know, you know, Seals and Crofts in America. You know, these real sort of folk rock bands. Um, and with Husko, I was really trying to just get that real, you know, that real 70s, there's such a, there's such a effortless, kind of easygoing feeling to all that music from the 70s, you know, that I just, I just fucking love and I just grew up with. So I was just really trying to get that vibe, like almost like, you know, if Cat Stevens was in a country rock band, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, um, and I noticed that, you know, it, it, it's, it's a very flowing song. Like, uh, it's hard to describe. I'm I'm trying to articulate, but, you know, it just, it's it's an easy flowing song. There's not a lot of, you know, there's, it, there's not a lot of ups and downs. It's it's just, it, it, it's, a, it, it's a kind of a groove song, I would say. Yeah, exactly. And so that's kind of what I was, you know, after with that song and, and you know, it's when you when you add, you know, these great, you know, all these wonderful players who who were kind enough to play on my my album. So you know, when you bring in the fiddle and the mandolin and the pedal steel, and it just you know, it just it just feels good. So, so. Um, I also noticed that that, that you have a, you know a backup singer, a female singer that sings with you actually on quite a few songs on the album, but on this one in particular, uh, who who was that that sang backup with you? This uh, that's a that's a woman named Heather McIntyre. Heather's got a band called Mount Mariah, um, that's on Merge Records. And uh, Heather's one of my favorite musicians and songwriters, you know, ever. Um, I've been really lucky. Like I've had, you know, on the album before that, I, I, you know, I've had different different ladies kind of join me with each album. Um, but yeah, I've got Heather's. I think on every song but one. Um, and Heather has this amazing, you know, I don't, I don't know if, if, if she'd be happy with the comparison. I'm sure she would. But she's got this amazing, almost like Dolly Parton quality, okay. um, that I, you know, I just love. Um, so yeah, and I mixed her real loud on the album, so it's really like a, you know, it's like a duet more than you know, backup singer. Sure. Um, 
but it's just it's this great vibe, you know. Someone's like, you know, Linda Ronstadt, Dolly Parton, seventies vibe. Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely get the Linda Ronstadt vibe. That that when you said yeah. that, that that's what kind of clicked after listening to it. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. So you know, uh, uh, you know, within the song, you know. What was the inspiration for the song? You know, I, I, I know, you know, we talked about, you know, the, the, the style wise, but lyrically, the story that you're telling kind of, where did that come from? Well, you know, all these songs, I mean, I've basically written five albums about my son's mom, right. you know, as as silly as that sounds. Um, <laughs> you know, my, my poor son, my, I got my got an eight year old son, uh, and he's with me, you know, more often than not. So he hears me writing these songs, and, you know, I play my demos in the damn truck when I'm driving around while I'm working on them. So probably no one has to hear my shit more than my son. <laughs> and he's just like, so let me guess, is this one about mom, too? <laughs> like, dude, yeah, you know, what do you want me to say? Well, you know, um, that's, that's kind of interesting because, you know, when he gets older and when he becomes an adult, he's got, you know, he's got a catalog of your thoughts and feelings about your relationship over you know with yeah. with his mom so you know he's eventually you know even even at a young age but he's he's gonna have that and, and I, I think uh he'll be able to cherish that i would think it's you know not many kids can have that kind of um you know catalog yeah it'll be interesting to see if cherish is the word but <laughs> <laughs> that would be good that would be nice there'll be a word i'm sure i don't i don't know what it'll be but but now it'll be it'll be It'll be interesting for him. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly been interesting for her. Sure. As, um, so as you know, having a son, and, and obviously, you know, he's with you a lot, and, and he's around music. All, all, you know, if he's around you, he's around music all the time. How would you feel if, if your son didn't get into music? Oh, I'd be stoked. Like, I almost hope he doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I feel that way. But, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't push any of it. I mean, if he, you know... He picks something up on his own, you know. I'm not gonna tell him to put it down, right? Um, but but it, you know, it's kind of a hard, you know. It's, it's, you know, I don't want to sound dramatic, but it's, you know, I just turned fifty, and I've been doing, I've been playing in bands since I don't know, I was fifteen or sixteen, um, so a long fucking time. And and it it if 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 you, I think I just had a bad. I think I had. Uh, shitty expectations. I think I think I needed to reset my why I was doing it. But you know, it can be really heartbreaking. Sure. Um, and you know, it can be. It can be. I mean, anything can be heartbreaking. But I don't know. I'd rather he do something else. Right. Something that makes money. Something that makes money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you do you think you know? Do you think that these 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 past albums that you've written? Do you think you're you're in a better place with that situation and with that relationship and the loss of it? Do you think that the the, the songs have helped you, or do you think that maybe they've they've, oh, yeah. they've kept you without surrounded? question? No, without question. I mean, it was you know it was very uh, stereotypical, you know, cheap therapy. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, when I listen, like the first one I put out, uh, an album called Kin. I mean, it's hard. It's funny. I, I had. I had this woman tell me when after I put it out, she goes, you know, I love this album, but this is going to be hard for you to listen to in a few years. And I kind of looked at her like, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but, but now, you know, it is. It really is. I mean, you know, I think I went from being really pissed off, like I was really angry the first one, and then it kind of got, 
you know what I mean? It's shifted. It's been funny sure. um, to, to to get some distance and hear them. Um, but no, it's 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 been it's it's really the thing. You know, the the songs in my son is really what it's kind of kept. You know, kept me kept me kept me standing up. Sure, sure. Well, you know, and, and you know, and like I said, we 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 haven't actually talked, in, in, but we've kind of you know been following each other for a long time, and and I I always get a kick, you know, I've actually you know we've kind of watched your son growing up, you know, <laughs> through through pictures on Facebook and stuff, but I also what I also get a kick out of is all the pictures of the goats, and actually in this song you, you actually talk about the goats. Where's the where's the fascination with these goats? Man, well the goats. <laughs> and when I was writing that song, I was sitting, I've got this, got a really tall house, and I got, the, you know, it's really, really tall. And I was sitting, I got the deck really high up, and I was sitting up there, I was looking at the goats when I was writing that song, so, and they were like, they were like giving me shit. Um, so the line is, you know, they say what's on their mind, you know, goats and milk, you know, they say what's on their mind, you know, they do, man, they're so demanding. But the plan was really to get chickens. Like, I, uh, I work on an organic farm. I grow, I've got a bunch of land here in the country and I grow, you know, vegetables and, you know, we eat it. And the plan was to get some chickens so we'd have the eggs. And, you know, I like, when I'm going to do something new, I like to go fact finding. So my son and I, you know, got in the truck and drove around the country visiting, you know, folks I knew who had, you know, chicken set up. And we were at one of them, and they were given the whole spiel and the tour, and he and I both kind of at the same time look off over into another field, and we saw this goat out there. And it was like, you know, it was like this little magnet. We were like, oh, goat. You know, just, we just kind of beamed down from the planet. And we just kind of wander over there, and we were just, you know, it was probably rude. We probably left the chicken god talking, and we just wandered over the goat. And we get back in the truck to leave, and we're pulling out of their, pulling out of their farm, and Bowie's like, my son's name is Bowie. He's like, Dad, I know we're supposed to be getting these chickens, but I can't stop thinking about that goat. <laughs> I'm like, dude, me too. He's like, what if we just get a goat first and then get the chickens? I'm like, dude, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Um, so we got these two goats, and of course, you know, because it's me, I get, you know, two boy goats, these two brothers, just because they look so cool. You know, of course, they're not providing, you know, milk or cheese or anything like that. So, you know, I'm just kind of stockpiling you know, males over here or something between my son and these two goats. It's just, they're so similar. Like they're, they're, they're so fucking similar. They're just, they're so, uh, they have the exact same needs. Um, <laughs> it's just like, man, um, but the goats are cool, but they're, uh, they're getting big, man. They're getting strong. Those horns are getting long. <laughs> they were, they were like doing, you know, the, the the rock and sock and robot, you know, headbutting with each other. I got caught in the middle the other day, and oh. I started thinking, man, you know, it's not long before I just get jacked up. Right. <laughs> like, got to be careful. Yeah, but, but, yes. And now I'm thinking about a donkey. Like, for some reason, I've become obsessed with donkeys. <laughs> and then I'm like, man, do I really need one, or should I just go visit one? Like, maybe I just need to have, like, a, you know, right. <laughs> visitation ride. It, it seems to me like you're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> yeah, well, clearly, sure. yeah, clearly, so, yeah, without question. So the, and, uh, the oh, sorry, no, no. The uh, the new album uh, Horse Hairs comes out on September twenty second. Um, where are folks going to be able to to get a copy of that album? Um, you can get it all, you know, CD Baby and Bandcamp and iTunes and you know Amazon and. 
all that, all those places. I, I think it's, I think it's actually, you could probably, you know, whenever, the, whenever they hear about it, they can probably get it at this point. Awesome. And so, so is, are you, are you, are, are people able to find, um, your, your, your old band's music? Is it still out there and available? Um, it's out there. I, I've actually, I, I don't own all of it, but, um, I decided what the fuck. So a lot of it I put up just for free download um, on my Bandcamp. You know, if you just go to Bandcamp and do Michael Rank, it'll pop up my stuff. And a lot of it I put up on there, like the ones that, you know, I thought I had less a chance of, you know, like Atlantic Records trying to sue me. Right. Um, I just, you know, I put it up there. But it was a funny band. I mean, it's one of those bands that's better experienced live, sure. <laughs> you know. You know how that is. Some bands are better on albums. Some bands are better live. I, I think that the we were a better, uh, higher impact live. What? What? Now, when you 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 know, like I said, you release all your stuff yourself now and everything. And, and in the you know, you in the past, you you had a you know a career with you know labels and stuff. It, yeah. Is it, it with 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 technology nowadays and with being able to do it yourself? Is it a lot more? freeing as an artist and a lot more a lot less stressful doing it all yourself well yes and no you know it's weird I was, I was talking about this with someone the other day it's i used to put a lot of like my self-worth and my self you know esteem wrapped up in you know where i could get another record deal so you know there used to be this sort of you know real romance to getting record deals, and you know you sign the piece of paper. You know you go to California, you sign this piece of paper. You know everyone's drinking, and you know it's exciting. It sure. feels like okay, now it's all going to happen. <laughs> you know now my now all my dreams will come true, um, and you know they don't, or a lot of times they don't. Um, but you know there's something you know real old school. And, you know, kind of romantic about, you know, being on a label and signing the deal. And it gives you, like, this feeling like, you know, anything could be about to happen. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, not being bound, um, you know, by anyone else's, you know, agenda uh, as an artist, you know, that's, that's kind of what all artists want. Right. I mean, I, I think the best of both worlds would be the perfect scenario where, you know, you're on a big label and they're funding all your stuff and you get to do whatever you want. But unfortunately, like, you know, you got to sell a lot of albums probably to get to that point. Right. Um, and you know, that, that was not my experience. Sure. Um, so I kind of like it and I'm also pretty controlling and, you know, I always want to approve everything and, so when you put it at yourself, you certainly you certainly can approve everything. You, you, you're um, you're the only person you have to argue with. Exactly, which which you know I've got, I'm pretty good at. <laughs> I mean, I can definitely go there with myself. Um, but you know, it's it's weird. But that's a lot of how the the music industry has changed too. You know, it, it's really it's it's not what it, you know used to be. It's not it's not set up that way anymore. Right. The internet really, uh, you know, affected that, which is great because I've heard so much more. I've gotten turned on to so much more new stuff, you know, that I never would have before, ever. Definitely. You know, um, you, you said that you know the, that the 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 Kiss album was one of your 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 first leaps into music. But as a songwriter, can you name a couple of like the biggest influence songwriter wise for you? Well, my thing was always Keith Richards, sure. you know, which goes kind of beyond songwriting. It was just more sort of a, you know, <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> um, 
and you know that that's really what my whole that's really what it all came out of um you know with Keith um and I'm sure all you know a lot of folks feel that way um these days I mean my favorite living songwriters who are, who are still you know out there doing it, I love Chris Knight oh yeah um I mean I love Chris Knight and I uh you know I love Steve Earle I love Jamie Johnson um you know, and but of course, you know, I listen to Towns Van Zant and Chris Christopherson and you know, Waylon Jennings and um, you know, sure, stuff like that too. Um, you know, and as I'm sure we talked about, you know, I love Graham Lindsay. You know, I, wish, oh. uh, I keep waiting for a new Graham Lindsay album. Graham Lindsay, Graham Lindsay is to me is like the quintessential songwriter. I and I think he's he he's very kind of underrated. You know, not a lot of you know, there's not a lot of people that know. Graham Lindsay, but there's not a lot of a lot of people that know uh, about his his talents and and I've met him before and I've interviewed him before and and I I'm glad somebody else has mentioned his name. Thank you very much. Oh uh, yeah, no, I love Graham Lindsay and then I love Joseph Huber's first solo album. Um, but you know I like really kind of sad stuff. So that album really, <laughs> I love that album. Um, you know, so there's folks like that. I really I really do. I love the you know I think you you're the one who turned me on to you know the Kill County. You know, guys sure. from their first band, um, Rattlesnake Deer. What was the yeah, name of it? Rattlesnake Deer. <laughs> yeah, which became you know Kill, Kill County, which I, I did that. Um, and you know, I love the Stanley Brothers and and you know shit like that too. I just kind of like you know I like slower, sad, depressing kind of stuff. Right, right. I hear <laughs> like, you. Like you know, sad, sad songs make me happy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Thing. You're just you're, you're it's a glutton for punishment. You you like sad songs and you like goats. Yeah, well, I'm consistent. <laughs> right, exactly. Nobody can take that from you, Michael. No, nobody can no. take that from you. Thank you, man. All right, folks. Again, well, the new album Horse Hairs comes out September 22nd. Um, we'll set up some links on the show notes, uh, and if you can, um, Snatches of Pink. Google them and and find out what you can from them as well. That's that's pretty awesome. I didn't know that, and so I'm I'm gonna get off here pretty soon, and I'm gonna definitely check that stuff out too. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of YouTube action, I'm sure. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> thank you very much, man. It was it was a pleasure to finally have you on the show, and and, and pleasure to finally talk thank to you, man. And, and thank you for turning me on to such great music too. So I really appreciate it. No problem. Hey, take care of yourself and uh, be careful around them goats. All right. <laughs> Will do, man. Thank you. Between us, years ain't always kind. It's hard to read that page when the blind leads the blind. Goats in the middle, they say what's on their mind. You look so pretty there, I done lost all sense of time.
tonight My heart keeps chasing a wheel And there ain't much in the Goats in the window They say what's on their mind Be looking so pretty there I done lost all sense
Are you a blogger or a podcaster or you're just not happy with your web posts? You need to 